Yo, what's up? This is Aiden Taco Jones, and you're listening to Coffee is What Happens When You're Busy Making Plans for Tuesday, the 28th of May, 2019. Um, this week, I want to talk about my new favorite cafe in Melbourne uh, called Carolina. But before I do that, I'm in fucking Changi Airport in Singapore. Is that what it's called? Changi Airport? That's fe- I, I feel like that is the name, but it feels racist to say as a word. Um... I'm sitting in the corner of this fucking airport. My flight to... I just got off a seven-hour flight from Melbourne and my flight to London leaves... It's it's 7 past 10 p.m. right now. My flight to London leaves at 11.30. I thought I'd sneak in a quick pod. I'm so fucking excited. I'm off. I'm off. My trip, man. I'm, I've, this, this is the start of four months of travelling. And uh, hopefully I'm going to be able to visit different cafes in every place that I go and try and keep this interesting for myself. I've been thinking a lot about the cafe thing. I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit. What have I done today? I, uh, I feel a little bit tired right now. I couldn't sleep for that whole flight. I didn't take any of my... I got some like... I got some like little sleeping pill boys. They're uh, melatonin, which I feel like... I, I've never gone to a doctor before and asked for sleeping pills. I've always just... Like in the past, I either have had pills that like friends have given me <laughs> like just like in a tissue or something or I just haven't had anything but it's just been like the luck of the draw you know um and this time I was like you know what I want to be a responsible adult and get some prescription drugs for this long haul flight and uh I went to the doctor who was like one of the local GPs at my at my local clinic in Brunswick and she was the one that I've spoken to the most and she's ve- she seems very no nonsense and I think she it feels like she didn't give much heed to my perceived desire for, you know, for drugs to knock me out on a flight. Because I didn't, I didn't lie to her or anything. I was just like, yeah, I just wanted to sleep on the flight, you know. Um, so she prescribed me these melatonin and I just, we'll see how they are. Maybe I'll review them on next week's pod. <laughs> first, first up on coffee, on this coffee podcast is a review of sleeping <laughs> Good God. Um, no, no, no. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'll withhold judgment on them. Maybe they're great, but the only place that I know the word melatonin from is that Eminem sings it in that song that he wrote about proof when he says black people have, have or haven't got melatonin and you realise that he means melanin and he's just saying the fucking word wrong because he's an idiot white trash loser. Um or he just wanted to make it rhyme better and actually he's a lyrical genius. Who knows? Anyway, I've got some melatonin pills. I'm going to take them on this. This next leg is 14 hours. Um, the last leg was fucking seven, man. I feel tired. That's kind of wiped me out. I actually can't... Every time I take a long flight, I kind of trick myself into thinking that I'm going to be fine with the jet lag. Like on paper right now, I've had a full day. I, the flight left at, at like, oh, I, I got a different flight, man. I was supposed to be flying Royal Brunei, which I've never heard of it either, but it was the cheapest one that I got, um, that I could just get to London and then get to Madrid for the fucking Champions League final. Oh my God. That's crazy. This time next week, I'll know, next time I record this podcast, I'll know whether Tottenham Hotspur are the champions of Europe. Good God. Um, anyway, I was going to fly Royal Brunei because it was just the cheapest one. And like that was supposed to leave at like four, four, 
4.20, bro. Um, and then I felt like four hours before it was supposed to leave, I get, I get an email saying that flight's been cancelled and uh, I've been changed to Singapore Air and my flight is like half an hour earlier. And then I've fucking found out from a mate that Royal Brunei don't serve drinks, is a shit airline. The Brunei where you stop is like one of the worst airports ever. And uh, I've been bumped up as far as I'm concerned, to Singapore air, where you have not only beer and wine, but spirits, nice food, and fucking the staff wear suits and dresses, and actually fucking, it just feels nice. It doesn't feel like they're being held there against their will to try and, like, you know, the kind of airlines, like when I flew China Southern, it really felt like those people were, like, paying off some sort of debt to society by working for that airline. Singapore air, and there's a lot, there's, like, enough staff there's not just, like, the same dude running around, like, flying the plane, cleaning the toilets, you know, and then, like, doesn't wash his hands and serves you some cold pie. Yeah, Singapore Air was fucking great. I can't wait to pass out on this flight, man. Um, I, uh, I want, I'll, fuck, I'll talk about all of that in a bit. I had a story that I wanted to tell. Because um, the last week, it feels like the last, like, week or so um, before leaving, it's kind of been, you know, like, when you travel... The last week is just like a bit of a write-off. Like I've done everything that I want to do. I've, all the planning, whatever, I need to pack. But that's just like a last-minute thing. But all the stuff that I wanted to accomplish in this block of time before I travel is done. And I've just got this week now that's in like, you know, fucking free fall. I just end up getting drunk is what I spend it on. And uh, went out on, on Friday night, had a big night. And then on Saturday, I went to the park... I went to the park with one friend and had some nice sushi and ciders at like lunchtime and then I met up with another mate and we went to Edinburgh Gardens in Melbourne and um, I guess it was like kind of starting to get a bit rainy or whatever. Um, me and my friend Jackie and we met up with one of her mates who was like this hippie chick and they were talking about music festivals and she's gone to Burning Man. That kind of vibe, right? This girl that we met up with, she's gone to Burning Man. That gives you everything that you need to know about her. She had dreadlocks, she's gone to Burning Man. She was a free spirit, you know? Um, I liked her. She was cool. And we sat down there and we had our drinks. And this chick goes, so over there at the, like, pagola or gazebo thing, this, like, little rotunda type thing in the middle of the park, she said there's, like, this performance piece that's been going on there every hour on the hour for the whole day. It's a half-hour performance. And uh, there's, like, five or six actors in it. And they're all switching roles. Like, they're not even doing it for money. They're just doing it just to do it and um she was like do you want to go and watch like the last one for the day you know and um i was like yeah man like i don't know what is it we were kind of waiting for like 10 minutes and um sorry some guy was just looking at me like strolling through the airport i don't know does he look suspicious does he think i look suspicious i don't fucking know someone's strolling it's like why are you strolling in an airport where where are you meandering to anyway so we're in edinburgh gardens and uh me and jackie and this other chick and we go up into the rotunda and the, this crew have set up like uh the one entrance into the there's probably enough room for like 20 or 30 people to sit down around the edges and these people perform in the middle and the one entrance they've set it up with like a big sign you know saying like this is our thing that we're doing today we get in there and the thing's called cafe experiencia so it's not like it's a cafe but instead of a menu of all food and drink and stuff it's like experiences 
<laughs> which already I'm like, oh, I hate this. Um, so it's like, you know, like you can order like 30 seconds of eye contact or like a hug from this guy or, you know, just fucking experiences, right? Yeah, like hippie shit. And um, they start doing... <laughs> They start doing the performance and they're like kind of singing but completely out of tune and they're like dancing around. But it's very endearing and I'm enjoying myself. Like if you pitched that to me, I would have thought, no, I'm going to hate this. But I was actually having a nice time. Uh, We do the first, you get like the entree menu and this guy who's like wearing a dress comes up with like a fucking pile of post-it notes like like a waiter and he's like, oh, which one would you like, sir? And I'm just like, oh, like, surprise me. And he goes like, no, 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 I think you should pick a thing. (laughs) I'm like, all right, that one. And uh, the thing that I picked was a bunch of people write nice things on my arm and text us, so they do that. And then the main course is like, we all kind of have to decide as an audience what one improvised thing this whole crew are going to do. And there's a little bit of a storyline, whatever. It's kind of 20 minutes in, there's a crew of kids, like kind of 15, 16-year-old kids, who have been sitting in the park all day and uh, they call up to the gazebo to be like, hey, what's going on? Uh, And these guys are like, oh, we're Cafe Experiencia, come and join. And uh, these kids, it's somehow communicated on acid and they all fucking pile into this thing. They're like, see, they have no investment in any sort of dramatic, you know, like... They don't give a fuck about Cafe Experience here. They're just on drugs and they're kids and they don't have anywhere to be. So they just come up and sit down and some of them are like into it and some of them are just like, what the fuck is this? And anyway, these these actors start doing their final performance and it's like this improvised thing and one of the dudes is doing like a semi-striptease. But I wonder whether he had to pull back a little bit because he was like oh these kids are clearly not of age I'm not going to take my dress off in front of them <laughs> but he took his big white coat off and like threw it to one of them and everyone was like Woo! and then one of the kids who didn't come up into the pergola area runs up the stairs and goes like Stacy like Kieran needs you or whatever you know that kid shit when they're just like he, ne- he needs you for like a chat or a fucking back rub or whatever kids do and uh, so the kid who's been <laughs> had <laughs> the jacket thrown to her stands up and runs out of the pergola area into the rain holding this guy's white jacket but there's so much chaos no one really notices so I just shout out that chick's stealing your jacket dude <laughs> all of these fucking all of these hippies just break character immediately and they're like whoa where's my jacket <laughs> oh my god it was absolute lunacy. They didn't ask for money at the end, which was incredible. I really respected that. The fact that, like, the, when I first got in there and we started to, I was like, oh, they're going to ask for money at the end. They're just doing this thing as a way of making a bit of cash because they're hippies and they're in between music festivals. That was the vibe that I was getting. But we watched the thing and it was fun, you know. I guess they changed characters all day, so it was pretty loose by the end and they'd probably been drinking. But the fact that they didn't ask for money kind of made it, a little more like this isn't just a thing that you're doing because you have to do it to make money this is just a fun thing that you're doing because you want to do it i really like that um fair play to those guys man for putting on a thing all i i swear man all i wanted to do was because they had the audience there and it was a nice little space with a roof and it was raining it was raining by the end and the sun had gone down and all i wanted to fucking do which I could never do because it's the douchiest move ever. But all I wanted to do was stand up and be like, hey, I'm a comedian. Can I do 10 minutes of stand-up to these guys? And just, 
you know. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. I wonder whether they would have liked it or whether it would, it would have been a very arrogant thing to just go, hey, I'm a comedian. Let me, let me show you how it's done for a second. I'm, if I'm honest, that's what was in my heart um, because I always rate stand-up higher than any other art form. Even though those people weren't there for stand-up, they were there for Cafe Experiencia. They were there for back rubs and eye contact. <laughs> it was fun it was fun <laughs> um i hope those kids had a good acid trip one of them was fucking like when we walked out and it was raining one of them was like real shook sitting on a park bench not noticing the rain coming down and his mate was like trying to comfort him i was like you guys are in for a tough five years i reckon <laughs> if this is where you're at right now um and I'm back. Okay, the um, <clears throat> that recording yesterday just started to get a bit hectic. I was in the airport and all the fucking announcements started going off. And blah, 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 but who cares? It's like 15 hours later and I've just landed in Heathrow Airport. Oh, yes. And it's, uh, what's the time over here? 7.31, Tuesday morning. Um, I just tried to change some uh, like 50 Australian dollars for British pounds which uh, I'm coming to understand that 50 Australian dollars to like exchange money is like they spit on that small an amount of money because I went to the I went to the Travelex which is supposed to be the good one and I was just like oh let me um, let me uh, do a little exchange here and the guy was going to give me 19 pounds for fucking 50 Australian dollars and I was like what's the what rate do you charge it goes two pounds fifty so that's five so I'm losing five bucks sure and then I go online they're giving two pounds thirty no sorry two dollars two Australian dollars and thirty cents on the pound and Google is fucking a dollar eighty three I'm like really you're taking fifty cents extra on every pound and I just was like I can't do it and then you know what I check my Australian bank account and I've got some more money in there than what I thought so fuck you, I think I'm just going to keep 50 Australian dollars in my wallet for the next four months, rather than try, what a fucking jip, ah, I mean, I don't fucking know, man, surely there's like people, I reckon I'll find a person who's going back to Australia, or an Australian person, and be able to trade it with them in the next month or so, rather than, Jesus Christ, man, 19 pounds for 50 Australian dollars, go fuck yourself, um, a great thing did happen though just after I stopped recording before in Singapore airport I was waiting for uh, my flight to board and I put my there's like the phone charging area and there's like an older lady there sitting next to I thought it was like a daughter or granddaughter or some shit um, but they had an unused plug so I was like oh can I just charge here sorry and like sat on the floor next to the seats they were sitting on and they were chatting away and I was on my phone for like 10 minutes and then I heard this old lady lay down two of the most solid farts <laughs> like I'm not normally someone who appreciates a fart, to be honest. It makes me, no, uh, uh, poo, all that kind of stuff. Even just saying it, no, nah, I don't like it. It's not funny. Um, farts are, farts are pretty funny, <laughs> though. And like it was just, she was an old lady, and she seemed like she was very English, and she seemed like very demure. If I'm using that word in the right context, I'm not sure. She, she was well to do, you know. And um, yeah, she like two. They were like. <laughs> 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 and then she got up and got in the line evidently she had priority booking <clears throat> so I sat in the seat and I sat next to the, the other girl who she was talking to who was like maybe my age 
and I thought about it for a second and then I kind of turned to her and was just like, did you know that? Like, was that like your mom or something? And she went, oh no, I just met her then. She's just really nice. I was like, oh cool. I just heard her fart twice. <laughs> when my head was like two feet away from her fucking butt. <laughs> and this chick fucking loved it. Lost her shit and we laughed about that together for a bit. Oh man. You know, it's just like the stories, the people that you meet when you're traveling, you know? That's what really makes it special for me. Alright, fucking whatever. Anyway. Um, I want to talk about this. So to fucking leave, so the cafe I want to talk about this week is Carolina. This is my new favorite cafe in Melbourne. I've had a few before. This is my third regular now. It was it was wild. I f- so I found it. I was hanging out with a mate. We we're walking up Merry Creek together one afternoon, and then I wanted to. I kind of left her at the tram stop so she could go back uh, into the city, and I uh, I wanted to go and ride. I was going to ride at this place called uh, Park Street, which is like. It's, I don't know, it's full of mums and strollers and stuff, but I knew it would be open at that point because they're open till like, four. And I was walking down there, and I walked, like, like maybe 100 metres away from Park Street Cafe. I walked past this one place with a big, like, glass shop front, and, like, I kind of walked past it and looked on my way inside, and I was just like, oh, that looks really nice. And walked past it and then stopped in my tracks and then, like, walked back a couple of steps and kind of stared in. And it took me a second to be, like to go from being like, oh, I wish I could go in there, but I'm going somewhere else to compute the idea that actually, no, I'm allowed to just go in there, hey. Um, Went in and, like, the first thing I did was I talked to this lady who was behind the counter and I was, I guess I was just looking for someone to share the enthusiasm of finding a new place with and I was just like, man, this place is so nice. It's got, like, a glass shop front with uh, the word it's called Carolina but the word Invicta on the front evidently it used to be an old like Italian shoemakers shop for years and years and they left the front uh, and they left I think they've left all the fit out or maybe they just made it to kind of imitate an old world style but it's like really nice stained wood not like heavy wood like kind of wood panels you know like you would see in like an old Italian grandma's house or some shit um, and I walked into the cafe and was just like man this place is so fucking nice and the chick behind the counter bounced it straight back at me. She was like, yeah, it's so good, right? And I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about, the enthusiasm. I asked for a filter, and they didn't have any filter because it was like 3 in the afternoon, and they were closing in a bit. Um, but I'd already paid for the filter, so she gave me a tea. They had jasmine tea, all about that as well. Um, the one bummer thing, I guess, is that they had it in the metal teapot without like a strainer in the teapot, so I couldn't pull the tea out once it was had been in there for long enough for me so you pour it and you get one cup of good tea that's been in there for long enough but then the second cup is always too bitter and whatever that's very nitpicky i think but that's just like hey man i like tea all right is that a genuine thing to be annoyed about am i not annoyed but like that could be better right does anyone else ever notice that if he teas in a teapot like a and, and it's like a two cup teapot right and the tea's just in there loose not in a little basket you pour the first one in into the strainer, fine, but the strainer's outside of the teapot. So the first one, great. Second one, bitter. Is that me? Is that just me, or do other people notice that? It's annoying, right? Anyway, um, it's a beautiful place, and the outside back area is amazing, and it's, like, warm and cosy and, like, wintry, but outside is, like, full of greenery, and, oh, my God, I love it. Um, the menu is heaps of vegan options. I went there. I went there with three different people in the week since I've found it. That's how excited I am about this place. I thought 
I think the reason I'm so excited about it, one, because I thought that I knew everything in like a 2K radius of my house and I was kind of looking for a new regular, you know? Like I used to go to this place called Lucy Lockett, but then, uh, I don't know, my mate who worked there kind of left and then I was going to Two Little Pigs for a while, but then my two friends who worked there left as well and I'm just like, that's enough. That's enough for me to want to change a place, right? So uh, I find this place, Carolina, and... It's not dissimilar to Two Little Pigs, I think, in that it it has a very similar layout. It's got a front main area where the bar is, and then it's got the back outdoor area. But Carolina's just a little bit nicer, but because it's nicer, it's also busier. And I started thinking about that, like, because I'm obviously doing this podcast. I'm trying to, f- like, the whole idea is I'm traveling the world in search of the perfect cafe, right? What is the perfect cafe? Why do I go to cafes? What do I like about coffee? Coffees? What do I like about coffee? And what do I want to get out of a cafe? You know, like, why am I going there? And the reason I was going to Two Little Pigs is because it was nice enough, I guess. And the coffee was, like, pretty, uh, not great. Depends who was making it. Um, I don't know what blend they were using, but it wasn't great. But it was always quiet, and I could always get my seat in front of the big glass window. The tables were low, but, like, just, you know, very comfortable. And uh, I go to Carolina, very similar lineup, but uh, very similar layout. But the place is a little bit nicer. The decor's nicer. It's a little bit cooler. And the coffee is definitely better, and the filter is better. I don't know what filter they had on. I guess I've already given up on describing the actual coffee in a place. <laughs> so I don't really care about the coffee. Um... As long as it's decent, right? Like a coffee can either be like awful, fine, or great. And the coffee here, oh, no, that's not true. I don't know. The coffee here is pretty good. It doesn't blow me away, but it's not like, it's better than Two Little Pigs anyway. But because it's a little bit nicer, there's more people there, so it's busier. So like at Two Little Pigs, I would never get moved off of a table ever. But at Carolina, I was there on like maybe Friday morning. And I had breakfast with a mate there in one of the booths. And then when she left, I was in the booth by myself and they moved me to the window because they needed more people there. Which, like, obviously I understand. But, like, can't somewhere be nice and quiet at the same time? (laughs) Or is it nice because it's quiet? There's a trade-off there, you know? I think the, the other reason that I'm excited about it, though, other than that it's so nice and whatever. And, the oh, man, the food... I had one of their, it was like, I guess it's a pancake. They didn't call it a pancake. They called it a hot cake. Um, But it was fucking huge, man. And that, oh, God, I'm going to forget what it's called. Uh, I can can never tell whether it's, God damn it. There was a type of cheese, that melty kind of cheese or whatever. Is it cheese or is it a cream thing? Fuck. Anyway, it was on top and it was so big. I couldn't finish it. The serves were so big. I couldn't finish it. I had to take it home and fucking eat it later for lunch. Um... But the other reason that I like it is because I found it, you know? I found that place. Like, I was just walking past and saw it. No one told me where it was. It's not in the book. It's not... I think with the book, it's supposed to just be like a guideline, like this how to drink, where to drink coffee book that I found. I'm excited by it because it's like a first port of call when I go to a new city. But if I can find a place myself... Like, it's definitely not a definitive guide. One, it's just a book, so it's going to get out of date. Two, I don't know who these people are. They're just random people. Clearly, they're committed to making coffee, but it's not like they're... I don't know what their authority is about coffee, other than that they say they like coffee and they made a book, you know? So, me finding a place is like... 
more exciting than that because no one showed me where it is. And then, you know that feeling when your friend is, you and your friend are like, oh, let's go somewhere. Where should we go? And you're like, I know a place, dude. All right? I got a place. Don't worry. I'm your fucking Lonely Planet guide right now. I've got it. And then you take them to a place like that and knock their fucking dicks off, even if they're a girl. Knock their dick off, man. That's exciting. I think that's why I'm excited about Carolina more than anything else, is the fact that I found it. I've got this fun little story of how I walked past it and backtracked, you know? I also like the vibe of a place where you kind of feel like they don't quite... Like, there's not too much of an embedded system to how they're doing things, you know? I want a little bit of chaos. And when I left Carolina, like, I, I the first time, I paid for that filter, but they didn't have filter, so I had a tea. And then I left, and the dude <laughs> ran out. I like, I walked like 50 meters down the street, and some dude sprinted after me and tapped me on the shoulder and was like, "Man, did you pay? Did you pay?" <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, man, I paid before. Sorry, yeah, yes." And he was like, "Oh, all right." Like, <laughs> I like the vibe of a place that is always one cup of coffee away from one unpaid cup of coffee away from going out of business you know that's the energy that he ran down the street after me with was just like man did you pay because i i need this job (laughs) i just i can't be fucking up transactions again man when i used to work in a fucking strip club when i was 19 i uh i got fired for messing up a 200 f pos transaction instead of writing 200 on the when you type in the amount i put two (laughs) dollars <laughs> so i don't know i mean it is important but yeah i don't I, there's something about that and how frantic he was that i kind of liked you know i've been thinking about coffee a lot man i had a dream the other day you know when you wake up from a i had a dream that was like i was in a cafe and i ordered a flat white but it came in a latte class which already hey crazy um and there was like a hole in the bottom of the glass so the flat white kept draining out and i just i don't normally drink a flat white i drink a long black but i just wanted a flat white and i had it in my head that it was going to be this like golden taste whatever and it kept draining out of the bottom of the hole in the glass and then i woke up and i was angry at someone and there was nowhere no one there for me to be angry at I was just so frustrated and I kept like in the dream, I kept ordering another flat wide and it would drain out of the thing and I woke up and I was genuinely annoyed. (sighs) Alright, song for the week this week. Oh man. Oh my days. I kind of wanted to talk about this in Singapore but I I didn't really have time. Um, I was watching... I got, um, getting bumped up to Singapore Airlines, man, was so great. I can't remember whether, yeah, I talked about this before, but I'll fucking talk about it again. Singapore Airlines, as opposed to Royal Brunei, oh my god, incredible. And, um, (laughs) I had like a, I had a moment actually when I got bumped up that I, um, the lady was asking me, like, do you want to do a trade-off? Like, do you want to sit where there's more leg room, but you might get put next to a kid? how do you feel about that trade-off and I was like I I was like number one fuck no I'd rather have the no leg room I'm a small boy but also uh Australian comedian Nick Cody has that joke about um uh if you don't want to get put next to the kids don't say don't put me near the kids when they ask you what you got to do is say yeah that's right put me near all the children and look at them really hard and they will never sit you near a kid right 
that's an old old joke from years ago that Nick Cody used to do and uh, I told it to the lady as she upgraded me from Singapore Airlines and she kind of looked at me like I'm alright I can see how you belong on Royal Brunei and we've made a mistake by putting you on Singapore you're definitely going to upset the rest of our upper class patrons right now she looked at me suspicious. she didn't laugh at all she did not like the joke and she looked at me as if to say like I, I already don't like you you better not be trouble <laughs> um but I got on the plane, and uh, it, to be honest, there still wasn't that much stuff to watch. But the one thing that I I was so stoked was on there. It was incredible. Uh, it was the Queen, that Queen movie, We Are the Champions, right? And I'd heard about the movie before, but I just I don't know what it is about me, man. I can't commit to watching a whole movie. And the only time I really ever finish watching a whole thing, and when I sit down and finish it, is if I'm on a flight. And. Uh, there was this guy sitting next to me as well. Before I started watching the movie, this guy sitting next to me. We were two. We were just a two seats next to each other at the back. I kind of sat down, and for some reason, I like. He was a dude who I I felt like I wanted to impress him. Like when we got our drink orders, because it's Singapore and you get spirits. I was like, oh, give me a gin and tonic. And he was just like, I'll just have a water, thanks. And in my head, I was like, fuck, should have got a water. Damn it. Now he's gonna think I'm a booze hound, you know. We didn't talk to each other at all. There was no conversation. I just, in my head, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, this guy's better than me, you know? And um, so I started watching uh, We Are The Champions, and it's this movie. I didn't know so much about Freddie Mercury's life, man. I didn't know he's, he was uh, like a Pakistani first-generation immigrant to the UK. I, insane that I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that he was married to a woman first or engaged to a woman before he had to, you know, he came out as gay and all this. Just so much about his life. And, and there were just this amazing story all building up to when Queen, the band, got back together and played the Live Aid concert at Wembley Stadium in London. And, uh, you know, there was like the 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 awful uh like Rasputin type character who was like in his inner circle who just wanted was like a leech you know and started to hurt him this one oh the fucking scene when he cuts him off was so good I won't ruin the scene um but oh there was so much good shit in there <coughs> and the movie starts with him about to walk onto stage at Wembley and then ends with that same moment again and then the 15 minute you know, the concert or 20 minutes or whatever that they play in full. And I fucking, I started bawling, man. I I started fucking crying. It was so good. And I'm like watching this. And when they sing, we are the champions, that is, oh my God, the fucking pinnacle, man. And I I always forget how that song starts. It doesn't start like fucking high and like anthemic. It starts low. It's a ballad. And then it turns into an anthem. And it brought me up and I fucking was crying and I could feel the tears coming in my eyes but I was stuck between like wanting that dude next to me to respect me <laughs> and wanting to let out my emotions and cry in a beautiful movie and I couldn't fucking decide which one to do so I just had tears in my eyes like staring at the screen trying not to like turn my head or make any notes in my peripheral vision to see if that guy was watching me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a private moment, but you can't help but share it on a plane, you know? And I, I can't help but think, like, how I would feel if I was sitting next to someone on a plane and <laughs> just turned, turned my head, like, even, like, 30 degrees and out of the corner of my eye, I just saw them cry. 
This like, who the fuck is this person and how do I get away from them? But he couldn't even get away from me because I was in the aisle seat, so he would have had to be. <laughs> he would have had to be like, sorry, mate, can I just get past you because I want to go to the bathroom and sit on the toilet so I don't have to watch you cry. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but anyway, I'm in London, man. I'm here. I made it. I'm only here for a day and then I'm off to Madrid uh, tonight, actually. So I'm only here for like 12 hours, 15 hours, something like that. Off to Madrid tonight, jump into that hostel. And uh, I think this summer what I'm going to do, I've been thinking about travel and and how I'm going to do it and whether this even counts as travel because I'm doing so many gigs. A lot of it is just based around where I'm gigging rather than actually a holiday, you know. But what I'm going to try and do this year is see a lot more of the sites. I'm going to spend time in cafes, obviously, and riding every day, but I, I want to go and see, you know, man, some fucking, some art galleries. I want to do some hikes. I want to do some nice shit. That's what I'm going to try and do in, uh, in Madrid tomorrow. I want to find a cafe in the morning, and then I want to find an art gallery in the afternoon, and just go fucking soak in that city, man. I cannot wait. Uh, on Thursday and Friday, there's events leading up to the Champions League final, and then Saturday night is the fucking night, man, where Tottenham Hotspur are going to lift the Champions League for the first time in our great club's history, and Liverpool, those fucking scouser bin-dipping cunts, are going to go home crying. (laughs) Um... Thank you guys for listening so much to the pod. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. But for now, this has been Aiden Taco Drones. For coffee is what happens when you are busy making plans. Peace. I paid my dues Time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime And bad mistakes
For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.